Good afternoon and welcome back. It's Mundell Robinson filling in for Dr. Richie on Indisputable. And if it's Friday, then you know it's Mayor Mundell and Senator Nina Turner. We are joined by the great, great, my big sister. How you doing, sis? Good, Mayor. Glad to be here with you and glad you're filling in for the dear doctor. We miss him, but we're going to do him proud. We, we will, we will. And uh, speaking of doing proud, let's talk. Let's start off talking about somebody that's doing the opposite of proud. Manchin retires from Senate, or uh, possibly uh, a run for president. Maybe yesterday, Joe Manchin announced that he would not be running for re-election. Here's some of that announcement. I got into politics because of an argument I had 40 years ago with my dad. John Manchin owned a furniture store in Farmington, West Virginia, a small coal mining town of hardworking people. And one day, our local state representative came in and asked dad for a favor, saying, you owe me for all the things I've done for your little town. When the man left, I turned to my dad and said, now wait a minute, isn't helping Farmington that man's job? That moment defined the difference between self-service and public service. When I told my dad that I was going to run for office, he said, oh, Joe, politics is a bad business. I'm telling you right now, stay out of it. But my dad said that he would support me running if I made a vow to serve all the people, friend or foe, and not just myself. That promise made to my dad all those years ago has been my guiding light. After months of deliberation and long conversation with my family, I believe in my heart of hearts that I have accomplished what I set out to do for West Virginia. I've made one of the toughest decisions of my life and decided that I will not be running for reelection to the United States Senate. But what I will be doing is traveling the country and speaking out to see if there is an interest in creating a movement to mobilize the middle and bring Americans together. To the West Virginians who have put their trust in me and fought side by side to make our state better, it has been my honor of my life to serve you. Thank you. Public service has and continues to drive me every day. That is the vow that I made to my father over 40 years ago, and I intend to keep that vow until my dying day. My, my, this West Virginia senator's uh, Thursday announcement is refueling speculation and rising and raising the question, will Manchin run for president? The centrist Democrat could be seeking a third party presidential run, a move that would threaten both Democrats and Republican hopes in 2024. Per Forbes, Manchin has indicated for months he has not ruled out a presidential run. Speculation of a, pe a presidential run hit a boiling point in July after the three-term senator announced he had raised $1.3 million during the second quarter this year, far outpacing his Republican challengers, Governor Jim Justice and Rep. Alex Money. Manchin had racked up roughly $11.3 million as of mid-October, according to Politico. Last week, the 76-year-old senator, who has at time uh, sparred with Democrats and President Joe Biden, teased a potential run at a town hall event with the centrist political group No Labels in New Hampshire, where he told the crowd, if I get in a race, I'm going to win. Listen, I want to stop right here and say one thing, two things, three things, sister. Uh, first, he ain't centrist. Two, No Label ain't centrist. And this idea that he told his dad he was going to get into politics to be uh, a public servant, not a self-servant person. All Joe Manchin did is be self-serving. His family runs the Democratic Party, if you can call it that, in West Virginia. They have a stronghold on it. If you try to challenge them, they cripple you in all manners. So I think this idea that he's running or continuing to run to be a public servant, we know this was not an announcement about his Senate race or his Senate career. This was a launching pad for that very uh, potential run as a no-label candidate. Talking about traveling around the country, 
to band together the, the, the centrists. You can't be a centrist in America right now. On one side, you have racists screaming about uh, all types of craziness. You have MTG and Donald Trump over there leading that side. And then on the other side, you have Democrats who are scared to speak truth to power. So, Sister Nina, what do you think about Manchin with this BS announcement when in actuality we know it was nothing but a launching pad for his next career? Um, man, you were you were peeking in on my notes because you <laughs> took all of my points. Exactly. There is no, you know, trying to unify the middle. What middle? You cannot be in the middle in today's climate and anything in the middle, you just get ran over. People have strong opinions about what is happening in, in this country. His quote unquote, the middle is really the antithesis of what the American people are asking for. We know that poll after poll shows where the American people are on social political uh, policy. They are right where so-called progressives are. They are not in the middle of this. They understand that the economy is not working for them. They understand that this type of politics is not working for them. And it's nothing about they want to see bipartisanship. They want to see people in service of them. And your point about self-service versus public service. I mean, anytime you have a United States senator who really was a shadow president, so he was warming up already for what he's about to do. And yes, he will be a no labels candidate. And it's just always curious to me, Mayor, of how this administration and those big talking neoliberals always got some smoke for progressives, but they never have smoke for people like Joe Manchin or Christian Cinema. Manchin was coddled by this president. He teased the run even before he he just declared that he's not running again for U.S. Senate. But make no mistake, he will be running again. He will be backed by no labels. And this is a senator who stood against enhancement of child tax credit. This is a senator that stood in the way of that half measure climate uh, policy that this president had. I mean, you look at it, he was always there and they catered to him every step of the way. So the shadow president strikes again. Absolutely. And I, and I think I take aim with the uh, with the author of that article saying that, you know, this is going to be a loss or a threat to Democrats or Republicans. When in actuality, it's a threat to American people. Joe Manchin right. and his and his toast policies and and stances do nothing to benefit uh, more Americans and the growing uh, diversity in this country. So I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Even when he tried to deny it in an interview with CNN, we saw Manchin denied the rumors that the event in an early primary state was tied to a third party bid in an interview interview with CNN, though he added cryptically that he has not ruled out anything. While one Manchin ally told the Washington Post on the condition of anonymity, he believed Manchin was seriously considering all options. We, like I said, we we know we know this type of politics. It serves one thing and one master, and it's that person, the person alone. Manchin has nothing to offer. Biden lied to black people in Georgia and all over this country when he said, "If I win this election, if you give me senators, two senators from Georgia, I'll put black people as a priority." Uh, and he sweared on his name that he didn't tell us that we would be held captive to this senator from West Virginia who now is about to sell out the party again. And as you said, we see all types of crazy. Homes to our sisters that are members of the pack on the squad, but we don't see this coming towards cinema and also Joe Manchin. We also, and they especially, man, ahead, and I'm sorry, they're, they're especially not going to do that to Manchin. See, they're not going man to man like that. See, it's mm. easy to pounce on the squad members that are women and primarily mm. women of color. Let me just be more direct black women, but they ain't got that kind of smoke. For Senator Joe Manchin, never have and never will. And he, he's been playing all up in their face this entire time, making threats. But you know, another point, Mayor, and, and we letting y'all behind the curtain here. Cause see, the mayor and I, we don't mix no point. We letting you know what this is all about. 
This is another important point. Manchin knew that he was going to be doing this all along. That's number one. And the second point I want our viewers to understand is that Manchin was doing what he was allowed to do. In other words, if this president really wanted to bump up against him and gas up the jet when he was acting the fool in that Senate and so-called Thornton President Biden's uh, policy agenda, he would have gassed up the jet. But he didn't want to bump up against Manchin because Manchin and Cinema, I'm throwing her in here too, they were doing the bidding of neoliberal uh, policymakers. And they got a chance to hide behind Manchin and Cinema. One thing about it, they won't be able to hide behind Manchin anymore, Mayor. So it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, and I think, and I think, you know what, you're absolutely right. And we should own that. We we should make the party own that and the administration to be more specific. The idea that one senator could hold up so much growth and so much process and progress is absolutely ludicrous to me. If had, had this been a Republican senator or had Joe Manchin been a black person, he would have been ostracized for stopping the president agenda and everything wrong with Biden's numbers in the polls and how people feel in this country, all the things he promised that didn't get done is absolutely absolutely uh at you know at, at state right here this is what he said uh joe manchin said in a, in a press statement ahead uh, of a no labels event he said the goal of the meeting was intended to promote common sense solution to solve pressing issues facing our nation even though lawmakers on both sides of the aisle voice concern a third party candidate could sway voters away from either party a handful of third party candidates have since launched bids including independents robert f kennedy jr and cornell west as well as return green party jill stein who launched our beer Thursday. Listen, I want to say this and be clear. Don't, don't miss up the senator's word and my words. We are not against challenging President Biden in a, in a primary. That's not what we're saying. We absolutely agree that there needs to be a primary of this president, a primary of anybody. That is part of democracy. What we are saying, though, is don't be fooled by the mansion smoke because it ain't nothing there. That's it, man. Please challenge. We want to see a robust primary. That's what primaries are all about. The exchange of ideas and to the extent that the Democratic Party is trying to shut down the primary process is, is a shame in its, in and of itself. Now, the mayor and I get that the Democrats have an incumbent. Got that. And so the primacy is going to go to an incumbent. Got that. But to just totally shut down all debates, especially in light of the fact that most Americans that are that have taken polls have been very clear that they don't want to see a rematch between President Biden or President Trump. And Democrats, not not the mayor, not sister senator, Democratic voters are saying they do not want this current president to be the nominee, asking the question, can we find anybody else? And so the arrogance within the Democratic Party is also, Mayor, going to be something that is going to come and bite this party in the behind because they refuse to see the handwriting on the wall. But one thing about Manchin, he hasn't been shy about letting them know what he may or may not do. Months ago, he said that he that all options were on the table for him. So this is of no surprise. And the fact that that. Man, can you imagine? Now we know that Lyndon Baines Johnson, President Johnson, hey, he wasn't no lover of black folks. You know, we he owned tape and all that, calling us the N-word and all that, a southerner. But can you imagine President Joseph Biden being the one that has to push through the Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act in the 60s? Can you imagine that? I mean, it took a president with the chutzpah, with all the warts of an LBJ to push through that kind of legislation. If it was left to the leadership of today, including this current president, black people would be SOL. Absolutely. And I mean, we gotta admit, we gotta admit that, you know, it, if if like you're saying, if Joe Biden was tasked with that, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't be having this conversation probably.
Listen, this incident occurred yesterday in the lead up to Veterans Day. Uh, you see, I'm wearing my Marine Corps pin as I am a veteran. Uh, the junior senator from Pennsylvania has faced backlash for his denial of ceasefire. Newsweek has reached out to the senator's office via email for comment about the incident with no response. Here's what I want to say. Uh, I, I feel extremely bothered by Fetterman for so many reasons that the the disgusting behavior of walking out with that flag is doing one thing it had one purpose and that was to antagonize this group of veterans who showed up to protest right you did that leading up to Veterans Day these are people who actually put their life on the line and signed up to be be veterans to be soldiers and you didn't do that you're not even willing to hear their point you're simply taking the side of a government that everybody has a problem with. Netanyahu's government is not clean, was not clean even before this war started, and definitely not clean after their bombing hospital ambulances and also refugee camps. So it's absolutely disgusting to see this. And then to carry on that, it don't even match up with the words he had on his website. He said this about veterans on his website. The men and women of our armed forces are some of the best of our country and has to offer. After in everything our service members do for us, the very last thing we can do is hold up our end of the bargain. When they return home, for too, little, for too long, politicians in both parties have shortchanged our veterans through bad policy decisions, burdensome bureaucracy or hurdles, bureaucratic hurdles around the country and mission creep around the world. It's disgraceful. Honoring our veteran means cutting through the noise and getting things done for people who put their lives on the line for this country. We must do more to support them. How do you, John Fetterman, online with this being your website statement, match up with your behavior right now as you laugh as one veteran is being handcuffed for speaking against a war which he all knows what he knows all too well this is disgusting behavior by politicians who will say and do whatever just to get elected and then show up in washington and become parts of the monkey and system that we have to deal with sister yes yeah, such a disgrace i mean he is showing a, a a supreme cowardice in this moment very disappointed in him and his behavior, the way that he came at this, these veterans, the way that him and some members on his staff have comported themselves when people have approached him, even in the most civil of ways to voice their disagreement about what is happening in the Middle East and to call for a ceasefire by which over 80% of Democrats want, by the way, and most Americans want too across the political spectrum. But I digressed a little bit. Uh, what he did to those veterans, the laughter and all of that, I mean, he should be ashamed of himself, but he's not. And then lastly, on this point, you know, I guess he must have forgot about the First Amendment, the very First Amendment that those veterans uh, stood up for uh, in this country. He just threw that out the window. So it is entirely 
entitlement. And you know, Mayor, what really galls me, the I won't say the most, but this galls me as well. You know, Senator Fetterman is somebody that the Republicans came after hard for some of his, you know, personal challenges that any human being could have, you know, from depression or stroke, you know, things that just happen to you because you're human. And there are people like me and others who defended him, rightfully so, and people in that condition, no matter what job that they have, life happens to us all. And to see this man stand up here with the pure unadulterated gall to deny veterans, to laugh at veterans and some of the other behaviors that he has exhibited in this moment against his own constituents and other Americans whom he might disagree with on this issue really shows who he truly, truly is. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They say it's those times, these times when you find out who your friends or allies are. And right now you can't pretend, uh, Senator Fetterman, that you didn't know those were veterans because the shirt says veterans demand and cease fire. Veterans demand and cease fire. So the group uh, that was protesting, a group of veterans were arrested for protesting in uh, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand's office in the Capitol. Members of the uh, About Face veteran group called uh, came to the office to demand to meet call and to call for the siege that's what it is, too, on Gaza and for a ceasefire right now. She refused to meet with us. This is according to the group on their on X, the platform that used to be known as Twitter. Uh, Capitol Police were called. We aren't going anywhere until she meets with us. The group, which represents veterans who are against war, later posted a video of the protesters being arrested outside the Russell office building. Judah Brand is a sen- uh, senior member of the Armed Force Committee. This is unbelievable. I think, you know, listen, I... First of all, I am done with I am done with the Senate. Let's just say that it is it is anti-democratic, right? The power that the the, the very few Americans have over I'm talking about representation right now, sis. That in itself is disgusting, right? California has more population than some spaces that represent 20 some senators, right? And is absolutely disgusting and it absolutely is absolutely anti-democratic. But to see them behave in this manner, she's not even willing to meet with veterans on the issue of war, of war, where life will be lost. And and and, and right now we know it's over 10,000, mostly children in Palestine are dying because of Democrats taking the side with Republicans refusing to stand up and have a backbone. And, a, and, and when the rest of the world, not just Americans, the rest of the world is saying what's happening in Gaza is absolutely out of line and inhumane. I'm disgusted by Fetterman's behavior and all of these Democrats. I'm even disgusted that Joe Biden uh, has taken this stance where he want to cozy up and run to Israel and hug Netanyahu, who is we know racist because of his behavior towards Barack Obama when he was in the office. So I'm absolutely disgusted by all of this. And the Democratic establishment right now need to stand up. And he was the vice president under that black president that he likes to cuddle up to to get black votes. And he knows how Netanyahu treated uh, President Barack Obama, but it, that that in, in even up in and of itself is not the only rationale. You know, Senator Bernie Sanders was interviewed on CNN uh, just this past Sunday, and he called the Netanyahu government what it was. He said it's a racist extremist government. And that's Senator Bernard Sanders, who is Jewish, whose uh, father's side of the family, you know, perished in, in the Holocaust. He has both lived experience and experiences of his community. And he's laying it out. He lived in Israel for a while and he's laying it out with what it is. And we know that even before the, the Middle East, this war broke out, there were many Israelis that took to the streets to protest against this extremist right wing government. And it shouldn't take a whole lot of heart 
to understand that when you have the level of death that is happening in the Gaza, the, the level of death to, to children, to women and to men. And Mayor, I know we put that extra because it's children because we're hoping that people's hearts would be more, would be softer when we talk about children. But obviously it doesn't matter because it's Palestinian children who are dying, mothers who have to give birth, trying to birth babies into the world at this particular time. Fathers, cousins, everybody losing their lives. And we have a president that refuses to call for a ceasefire, even though we give Israel a whole lot of money. They want to pretend like they can't, they don't have any control. This country does have control. The blood is on the hands of President Joe Biden, lording over genocide at this very moment. Human rights organizations are coming out against it. People are marching in the streets from all walks of life. And I want to put in a special shout out to the Jewish Voices of Peace and others in our Arab American community, whether they're Muslim or Christian, locking arm in arm to stand up and say, you know, not in our name. And you have a lot of Jewish Americans and even Israelis saying, we don't want this. This is this is not what we want. Absolutely. And, and I think that's a perfect point for us to take a break because there's nothing else to be said about that. You clean that clock. Uh, so stick around, y'all. We'll be back. Mundell and Nina filling in for Dr. Richie. We're back, y'all, with um, some uh, live reads for you. A TYT viewer shared, watching TYT is one of the ways that we get some hope here. I appreciate that. Uh, we appreciate our viewers. You and our members give us hope. A TYT member is a fighter, leader, change maker, and believer in positive change. So support our show and our network as members at tyt.com backslash join or click on the join button. Let's hear some, let's, let's, let's get to the comments, sister. Uh, so first of all, let me start on YouTube and thank Moon Dragon. What Joe really thought was, I want to be the man. Talking about Joe Manchin, that's exactly what he thought. That's exactly what he's been thinking. And also, it's what the Democratic Party has been allowing him to do since since Joe Biden has been elected. Over on YouTube, uh, still, we want to thank uh, James Thompson and also Snack Panther for gifting uh, to um uh, memberships. So thank you so much for that. Uh, Devil Dog Dragon, for y'all that don't know, Devil Dog was a term that the uh, Germans called Marines when we landed in Germany. Uh, is what they said. It was because they said we fought like that. So Devil Dog Dragon must be a Marine. And he said, happy birthday, my Marine Mayor Monday Robinson. Simplify, simplify Dallas to you as well, brother. Let's get back to the show. We got some more stuff to talk about. And right now, I wish a Karen would. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're your friend. Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Hey, bitch. I'm on the there phone with the police. Go, go ahead. Here, be my, be my you are Okay. You are Who are they? You're a okay. you're They're all And what else? They're What else you call them? With you. Okay. Yeah, you want to lose everything. Bitch, I'm on the phone with the police, bitch. Then get on the phone with them. Oh, oh, bitch, shut the up, you bitch. Hey, hey, bro, bro. Please put your hands no, on no, me, bitch. No. Hey, don't do it. Your hair is too beautiful. Right here, I got a Mexican puta. I got hey, a black hey, 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 hey. That is not worth it. Your hair is too beautiful. Hey, don't stand. Thank you. Hey. Hey, hey, why are people? Hey, hey. 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 H
because he thinks he's big, bad, and extra goofy. No, bitch, you think you're untouchable. Oh, no, I'm from Texas. I am Me too, bitch. Bitch, hey, you hey, don't hey. know. Hey, do it. Hey, 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 do it. And there we have it. A Karen doing caring. Listen, the idea, Nina, you just said this in the last segment. Uh, you said change out Palestine for black, and it could be the same thing. This idea that you are a, she said, all of you are. The mm -hmm. N-word. And, and, and that's how they feel. This empowerment by our politicians sitting silent and not being provocative enough. I said provocative using air quotes because it ain't nothing provocative about standing up for equality and justice. This behavior is beyond, beyond just this person. This is a climate that we're dealing with. The FBI told us a couple of years ago, black people knew it a couple hundred years ago, that the biggest threat to America is white terrorism. And it ain't, it ain't never changed. And this behavior, her willingness to say I'm on the phone with the police, her knowing she's being filmed and to continue in this manner, lets her know, let us know that whiteness is on the rise in this country, sister. That's it. I mean, they always, people with that mentality, let me be clear, white people with her type of mentality always default to that. I'm going to call the police. Why? Because they know that nine times out of 10, the police are going to default to their side. Uh, thank God we got a type of technology that our foreparents didn't have. You know, and even, and I'm talking about those who are on the ancestral plane and those who are walking this earth, our elders didn't have to be able to prove or disprove something that was levied against them. They didn't have the benefit of a smartphone and being able to walk around and video if they were lucky enough what is happening to them to be able to prove that they are innocent. You got to prove it. You know, the, the rapper Ice Cube has a, has a lyric, you know, my skin is my sin. That was the case from the time our ancestors were brought here by force. And it is still the case in the 21st century, the way that the system is, is the way that the system runs. And so just automatically, you don't have to sit white Americans down to tell them that they have privilege. It is understood that there is a thing called white skin privilege. That is not to say that all white people use it in a manner that is racist or anti-black, but all white people need to understand that the system bends towards their will from birth. It is automatic. And this woman's behavior is just one example of many examples that we can put forward where she understands her privilege and nobody had to sit her down to tell her because she knew I'm going to call the police. My white woman tears mean more than any other woman's tears, especially a black woman's tears. Let me put that on out there real straight up and to be able to call them folks the N word. They always default to that type of bigotry. Why? Because it's in them. And it is not just her mayor. She is a reflection of the larger a framing the larger vibe is a better word of America. Absolutely. I mean, her 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 words, her her attitude towards black and brown people is as American as apple pie and baseball. We're not done there. Uh, uh, double dose. You want to call the police on them for having a barbecue on a In Sunday? You're gonna feel Back off! I'm going to tell them there's an African American man threatening my life. Why? Yeah, don't. You cannot take What? I'm Get away! Get away! Uh, why am I getting away? Get away! I'm playing with my son here. Get away! You can't. She's attacking me because I'm wearing a scarf. 
Don't come near no. my son. Get the fuck out. I'm not going to do that. Don't, don't come near me, though. Don't, don't take I, pictures of me. anyone else is going to say anything. Don't take pictures of me. Get away. I've got a baby. Huh? Is anyone else going to say anything? I'm wearing a scarf and I'm getting attacked because apparently I'm a terrorist. This is uh, Ashish Prashaw. He was the man that was attacked in the video. He's a political strategist, activist, and writer based in New York. This is New York, y'all. So you heard Nina Turner say anything beneath the Mason-Dixon line. I'm sorry, the Canadian border anything line. Anything Give it to Minister Malcolm X, Mayor. Anything yeah. south of South of the border. And we just yes. saw that. I mean, this is this is absolutely disgusting. This is what Prashaw had to say on X. Yesterday in Edmonds Playground in Fort Greene, my 18-month-old and I were physically and verbally attacked by a woman. The woman approached me screaming and shouting, calling us terrorists, dogs, and said we are part of Hamas. She said that we don't belong here and that we should leave the park. She went on to say that you, your people, burn babies, and I hope your baby burns in an oven. My God. She threw a phone and hot coffee at my baby and me, and I didn't put down my son behind me by my leg. He wouldn't even, he would have either been hit by the phone or burnt. This was a hate crime. We are obviously very shaken up by what happened, but we're okay. Listen to me. Everybody out there knows a hate crime. Here's, here's the problem. I heard this brother in this video, uh, Nina. I heard this brother say, nobody's going to say anything. That means there are other people out there watching this man with his 18-month-old baby dodge a cell phone, dodge hot coffee that could have burnt him and his child, and also and also physically attack him, screaming, get away from me as she's approaching him. Get away from me as you're approaching him. This is this is the ridiculousness that is whiteness in this country. And I'm telling you all, the, the, the crime here is not just a hate crime. It is a hate crime, but it should be also attempted murder. Why not? Because they charge attempted murder for any time a black person resists, so-called resist an officer or anything else. I'm disgusted by this behavior and the fact that this woman is just comfortable saying that she wants this man child to, to burn in an oven, calling him Hamas. Which says exactly what Rashida Tlaib said uh, last week. Everybody in Palestine is considered Hamas or terrorist. It's the fact that white people, whiteness, people that show up in this manner cannot hear the cries of black and brown folk all over this world. Not at all. And, and Mayor, another charge for her is child endangerment, too. Let's mm, just put mm. that out there, too. She is so lucky. So she's the aggressor. She's the violent one. And then she got the nerve to spew out her mouth that he's violent. She's the violent one. And it doesn't matter that she is a woman. Okay, let's just, she attacked him. And when y'all gonna get enough of putting y'all hands on and throwing stuff at men like that and expecting somebody not to respond just because you are a woman. She was violent and she put his child in danger. And as a parent, he had every right, if he wanted to, to protect his child. But he he didn't lay a hand on this woman. He tried to talk her away from him. And Mary, you're right, very telling that other people were around and they let this chick get away with this stuff unchecked. We got it on video. So I fully expect by now that the police have arrested her and that they charging her with all manner of, of, of inciting violence, of child endangerment. And Mary, as you said, attempted murder. We never know what would have happened if that cell phone had to hit that man's head a certain way or hit that baby a certain way. Then no telling what kind of uh, medical outcomes could have happened, you know, things that could have happened to their life or the state of their lives. So yeah, throw it all at her.
Absolutely. And you, you, you spoke about uh, hoping that she's elect, I mean, uh, arrested. The authorities are on the lookout for the attacker and asking anyone to contact them with any information on New York crimes, uh, New York PD's crime stoppers. They said wanted for a hate crime assault in the vicinity of 196, the Cab Avenue. Uh, that's a uh, hashtag Fort Greene, hashtag Brooklyn on November 7th, 2023, at around 12.30 p.m., reward up to 3500 If you've seen her, know who she is, call 1-800-577-TIPS or DM us. Calls are confidential. Calls shouldn't be confidential in this case. This woman, everybody should be against this. This is absolutely horrible behavior because he's wearing a scarf. The irony is she has a scarf around her neck as well. Like, this is the ridiculousness that we find ourselves in when people are left unchecked in this kind of behavior. We need to do something in this country to get serious. And I think... I mean, people getting off soft and easy. We saw and we see people all the time, Nina, talking about the fact that it was other people out there not willing to step in. We see people grab black people for shoplifting and hold them to the police come. How was this woman able to walk away when this man and his baby were in danger like that? Yeah, I mean, it just it, again, it it. It reminds us as to why the BLM movement was necessary. Black Lives Matter too. T-O-O. In other words, you treat us in this country as if our lives don't matter. And that's why you had to have a whole ass movement to, to, to reinstate that fact for the people in the back, just in case you don't understand that. And anti-blackness, and I, I, I continue to say this, is the foundational point for every other ism, every other type of uh, racism and bigotry starts at the fact, at the core of anti-blackness. So this man gets, get, he's treated like this and even his child treated, is treated like this. And what kind of mentality does this woman have? Mayor, to the point that you read about her saying she hopes his child, what was it, burns in an oven? Really, lady? Really? It is the same mentality that shows a lack of humanity about what's happening in the Middle East right now. On one, on one side of the ledger, there's no very little humanity for people with the type of mentality that this woman has. And let me tell you, every time... People like her fix their mouths to tell somebody else to go back to their country that they don't belong here. News flash. I mean, we need to have, oh, come on, let's go ahead and teach this lesson. Lady, you don't belong here either. It galls me to no end, especially when black people, you know, when these types of white people who have that mentality get into an argument with black people. First thing they say, go back to Africa, go back. I ain't never, that, that, I'm born right here. This is my country. Hello, somebody born right here. And if you want to talk about who originated here, none of your ancestors originated here. So if, if, if people going back somewhere, let's all get to going back. Except for us and the Native Americans, because we were brought up here by force. But all the y'all, y'all go back. <laughs> you just killed me. But they fixed their mouths to say that stuff so, 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 uh, clearly as if this is, this is their land of origin. And it's, it's unbelievable too. You're standing in New York. The, yeah, right. home of, the home of Labor Liberty. Have you read, have you visited the Statue of Liberty? Do you know what it means to send me your, your poor and your masses? She has no clue, clearly. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Nina Turner and Mundell Robinson filling in for Dr. Ritchie. We're back uh, with Indisputable. Mundell Robinson and Nina Turner filling in for Dr. Ritchie. And let's see what the people are saying. Over at TYT, uh, I Am Sock said, you know, I kind of wish this particular Karen wouldn't. I think that's that's what Nina was talking about uh, during the break. How black people live by a certain code. And it's, I wish, I wish, I wish it would. <laughs> I wish, wish would. I, I wish yeah. it would. 
over on uh, over on YouTube, we got an update from uh, me twenty twenty two. She said that the Texas Karen has been arrested. So that's good. I I, I want to know. Uh, been arrested is the first state. What what's going to happen after the arrest? Uh, again, uh, thank you so much, uh, Michael Henson, for your support. We appreciate that. And I see that you said we need more of our sisters and brothers from other mothers to step up uh, to these racist people. This is the best way to end racism in this world. I think he's talking about our, our white cousins. We absolutely need our white cousins yeah. and neighbors to say something about this because it's absolutely ridiculous to put something not birth of black people, of brown people on us to fix and I think we have a long history of fixing so much and so that's so wrong with this country. Uh, like like Nina led it to uh, alluded to earlier in the show, all of all of the isms stem from racism. And, and that racism was uniquely targeted against black people at the founding of this nation and has not been unraveled yet. That is a fact. Uh, we're moving into our next story and it is a doozy. Uh, Kiki Palmer accuses ex-boyfriend of abuse. According to court documents filed on Thursday, November the 9th, and reviewed by Page Six and Us Weekly, actress Kiki Palmer is seeking a restraining order against ex-boyfriend Darius Jackson and requesting sole custody of their eight-month son, uh, Leotis. 30-year-old Palmer accused 29-year-old Jackson of abusing her multiple times over the course of their two-year relationship. Uh, Kiki's own mother would speak out as well on the matter, out outing Darius' brother, who allegedly Darius learned his abusive behavior from. Take the video. Look, I've never done anything like this. I've been in this business for 22 years. I've seen a lot of stuff, but this is, this is, I, I can't help myself. For Sharonis Jackson to post on his Twitter, uh, uh, the ridiculous stuff that he's posted when he knew his brother was abusive. I went to Sharonis over a year ago and told him that his brother was abusive to my daughter and he, said, uh, well, I used to be like that too. What? So now he's posting on Twitter like he's this uh, special guy. We, we know he's the biggest in Hollywood. He's disrespectful to women, just like his little brother. He taught his brother how to be abusive. So he don't get to act like he's this special guy. No, you're a boy and you're a part of the problem. Listen, let me, let me say this. There are several women with less resources that are suffering through some uh, trauma. And I think, you know, shining a light on this one incident may may cloud the incident or may make people feel a certain way. What I will say is domestic violence is nothing to joke about, nothing to play with. And I think some of the some of the statements from Kiki Mama may have turned some people off or made people feel a certain way simply because she's trying to say that his brother taught him how to be abusive when we know abuse. Uh, it, that I, I, I don't want to go there. I don't know how that happens. And this is per us weekly. Palmer claimed that she has security footage from a November the 5th incident in which Jackson trespassed into her home without her knowledge or consent and threatened her before launching, uh, for her neck, striking her, throwing her on the couch and stealing her phone. That, that again is, of course, uh, according to Us Weekly. She went on to allege that there have been many uh, instances of physical violence with Jackson that include, included destroying her personal property, including diaries and prescription eyeglasses, throwing my belongings into the street, throwing my car keys to prevent me from driving away, hitting me in front of our son, spewing profanities at me about uh, about me to our son, threatening to kill himself with a gun if I left him, harassment and other physical and emotional abuse. I think. You know, the uh, 
this is this is a this is a messy subject. Uh, in her declaration, Palmer went on to say that her relationship with Jackson finally ended for good in early October, primarily due to the uh, physical and emotional abuse inflicted on her by him. Palmer's filing comes uh, after months of speculation about their relationship, following his comments about Palmer's attire at an Usher concert in Las Vegas, where Palmer was wearing a black bodysuit with a sheer black polka dot cover up. Jackson wrote on X, formerly Twitter, in July, it's the outfit, though. You're a mom. Um, again, like I said, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack in this story. Uh, Nina, I just wanted to I know this is a sensitive subject for you. Did you want or have anything that you want to add to this? And it's just a sad situation. I mean, you hate to see uh, people's business play out in public like this when you are in public life, like you are, I am, and Kiki is, and, you know, people who are actors, actresses, you know, those professions where people think um, they have a right to know what is happening in your personal life is really sad. It's also sad that Kiki's mom felt like she had to come out there. She was in defense of her daughter, obviously, and that's that's what a mother would do. And there are a lot of dynamics to the story that we do not know. We're reporting based on what we do know. And for Kiki to take these steps, and she was very clear about for her at this moment, it is about her son, you know, about their child. And, and that's important for any parent, but just a sad situation. Countless women go through this on a regular basis. That emotional abuse coupled with physical abuse is something else. But even when it's emotional just by itself, and I know from experience, it can definitely take a toll on your life and your livelihood and your mentals. And so hopefully through this experience, more women uh, find courage. And I put the caveat, you know, sometimes uh, women can be abusive too, emotionally and physical abusive. And we don't talk about that a lot in society because it is mainly men. But I do want to put that out that I know that some men go through it as well. But in this situation and far too many others, uh, this is uh, something that is, is quite heavy. And yes, Mayor, this is a heavy, this is a sticking point for me because I can definitely feel her pain on the emotional abuse side. Yeah, and, and in response to all of this on um, the legal development, Darius, who is the uh, father of uh, Kiki Palmer's son, would take the, the X, which was formerly known as Twitter, with the photo of himself and Leota saying, I love you, son, see you soon. And it's and th- it is this like this level of back and forth for me where you feel like you gotta have your relationship play out and respond in public. If you love your son, uh, I I hear you put it on Twitter, but that ain't your son is not on Twitter. He's eight months old, he doesn't have a Twitter account. So I think uh, this is just a continuation of like the sadness that you're talking about where we where we spend our lives on social media and forget that the implications uh, have real effects, not just when someone scrolls down their timeline. A reminder of CTA for those experiencing domestic violence. If you or someone you know are experiencing domestic violence, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 for confidential support. Five-year-old found dead after being denied an Amber Alert. Let me say that again. A five-year-old was found dead after being denied an Amber Alert. This happened in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. A family is mourning the loss of a five-year-old, Prince McCree, who was murdered and found in a dumpster a day after this uh, disappearing from his home last month. Despite his parents' plea for help from authorities at the time, a state elected official said the family's request for an Amber had been denied on a technicality. My God, nothing about a child should be denied on the form of a damn technicality. Let's just say that and say it clear. And these technicalities that they, de- that they deny people on so often happens to black families and black kids. 
Uh, according to Atlanta Black Star, in this state, there are very specific markers for Amber Alerts to be activated. First and foremost, the child has to be believed to be in serious physical danger or facing a life-threatening situation contingent upon the availability of sufficient descriptive information about the child, the suspect, and or the suspect vehicle, according to the State Justice Department website. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, State Justice Department website, go to hell. Go to hell. I don't need to have physical information about who kidnapped or stole a five-year-old. Five-year-old parents don't know where that child is. That's enough to put out an Amber Alert. And if that ain't your system, if that ain't your, if that ain't the answer, then your system is all wrong, all broken. Nina, what do you think about that? Ridiculous. Yeah, man. Yeah, if a child is missing, let's just go ahead and amp this up to a to a ten and deal with it. If it's a five along the way. But you treat it like a serious incident from the beginning. And that, t- I mean, they should be ashamed of themselves and whatever technicality. I-, I mean, hopefully policymakers are changing that right now, but it shouldn't even take a policy. It's called common sense. <laughs> My grandmother used to talk about it all the time. And when she said common sense ain't that common, in this case, we can fully see that a, a five year, a baby missing and they having a cavalier attitude, like, like she said, you know, I don't even know. I don't even want to put an analogy in this. The baby was missing. Authorities did not comport themselves in a way that made this a top of top level for them. And here we have the baby's dead. The baby's dead. The and that is dead. absolutely disgusting to me. And then you asked about that technicality, sister. Guess what it was? The oh. family could not provide the authorities with the name of the suspect or the vehicle that may have been connected to Prince's disappearance. Makes no sense. I don't or, know. Or who the technicality, Mayor. The technicality was he was black. Maybe that was the technicality. I mean, that that is that is the given, right? That is the unspoken. The Wisconsin Justice Department refuses to issue an Ember has sparked debate with some politicians and activists like Senator State, uh, like State Senator Latonya Johnson, contending that the state's stringent alert criteria hindered the search for missing endangered children, especially black children who are often underreported by the media and met with uh, apparent police indifference. Let me tell you something. We know, we we know how comfortable America is with the screams and the pains of black folk. But a five-year-old child going missing and there's any technicalities from stopping, I don't understand why all hands on deck was an issue immediately. Amber, black, white, red, blue, all your alerts should have been going off when the family called you and said they didn't know where their five-year-old was. It shouldn't take a senator uh in Johnson or an activist across that state to, to say that. That should be common sense. The senator said to NBC News about her, his ineligibility for an Amber Alert that pisses me off. It pisses It should piss anybody with a soul off. Something is wrong when a five-year-old does not qualify for an Amber Alert. And also mentioned uh, she heard the family say, if this was a little white boy, more would have been done. We damn well know that. America oh, yeah. has a wonderful, wonderful history, Sister Nina, uh, in, in finding and, and defending white folk. And they and they should anybody's child, right, Mary? Because that's what we're saying. Anybody's child. We don't care their ethnicity, racial. We don't we don't care. All we are saying is that systemically in this country, when it comes to black children, it doesn't uh, yield the same type of uh, let's let's get in the gear, let's let's get into action as it would for a white child. So treat this black child like you would treat a white child. 
I mean, that's what this comes down to at this point. It is, I mean, it's just, it's galling. It's it's immoral. I mean, all kinds of emotions should be flowing through people right now to know that this baby's life could have been saved and that authorities acted like they was just a, a regular report of a barking dog or something like that. I mean, Absolutely. really, really chilling that what happened to this family and now they are going to have to bury their five-year-old uh, baby. I mean, it just brings tears to your eyes. and. I, beyond, I want to know what's going to happen so that this is different the next time, really, because now yeah. this child's life, death should not be in vain. What are they going to do for the next time? And it, it, again, it does come down to common sense. Why? What? I mean, I'm glad we got the Amber Alert, but why we got to have all that for the authorities to take seriously that a five year old baby is missing? Most parents or caregivers are not going to make that up. And guess what? If they make that kind of stuff up, we got laws for that too. But you treat it on 10 from the moment it's reported and let everything else be sorted out. A technical. Oh, my God. I'm That's telling a fact. That. That some Ooh. more reporting on this from Atlanta Blackstar says, since his state's impl- uh, implementation of the alarm system over two decades ago, Wisconsin has only issued 57 Amber Alerts. And I bet you it should be more. The system has a 50-50 rate of recovering children 17 years and under. Prince family initially believed his race had something to do with this them not issuing an Amber Alert. We know that for a fact, according to the senator. But Johnson explained that the issue is the system. The issue is the system that does not negate the fact that he was a little black boy missing. Some activists are pushing for a new system to be graded called the Lily Alert for missing kids like the system namesake, Lily Peters and Prince, who do not meet the Amber Alert criteria. However, even if the Amber Alert has had been issued for Prince, it would have saved uh, his life, would not have saved his life. This is what authorities believe. Of course, they're going to say that because I'm not even going to finish that because I I, see what I won't do is I won't get caught up. My mouth wouldn't even let me. I started stuttering the minute I started to read that ridiculousness. How do we know when he was found a day after after he was dead? I'm not about to do this. I'm not about to do this with them and give them. And I hate when when, you know, there's articles that's taking whatever whatever you're fed from these authorities and reading it as if it's true, muddying the water. We don't know what would have happened if that Amber Alert was issued because it wasn't. The police and, records. And, they, go ahead, sister. Go ahead. Get you know, man, I was going to say the Amber Alert is a system that was created so we can create the system any way we want. I mean, for them to act like it's immutable, that nothing can be done about it. It can be. The system itself can be changed and you can go above and beyond. Right, man? Was there some law out there on the books that said they couldn't go above and beyond the Amber Alert criteria? Because the Amber Alert is just a frame. But there's nothing that says you can't go above and beyond that. That's a fact. I'm going to I'm going to talk a little bit right now about the police records and what they said happened to this child. But I do want to preface it by letting people know that it is graphic and disgusting. Uh, police records state that Prince died after being beat to death with a 30-pound barbell and a golf club while he was playing video games in his home, and that the killer also stabbed him during the beating and dropped a ceramic bird bath on the child's head. Prince was discovered about a mile from his home, family's home, on Thursday, October 26th, blood-soaked, bound, and gagged in a fetal position in a dumpster a day after he went missing. Two residents of Prince household, 15-year-old Eric Mendoza, not pictured, and 27-year-old David uh, Pichuri, pictured, stand accused of this heinous crime. Police said they confessed to brutally assaulting a child before placing his body inside a garbage bag and discarding it in the dumpster. 
Mendoza also is accused of committing three random stabbings two days before Prince murder. Those victims were all attacked from behind on the street, but not, but none were fatally injured. It's, it's, this is rough. I, Nina, can you, can you say something? I just, I mean, I, 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 what I would say, they would have to bleep it. Those are monsters. And, and they're quite frankly, there are some people walking the face of the earth who are really just that. This really reminds me of Emmett Till, too. You know, what Emmett Till had to endure. I mean, the type of mentality that it would take to do this to any, any person, but especially to a baby. It is heinous as hell. And everybody should see in this baby their babies. I mean, I, I don't even know matter how we were able to do this story. Um, the parents, the other relatives of this baby just have no effing words for it. None for what happened to this little baby. And you can't imagine the pain at the time that this was happening to this baby. And then they got the nerve to talk about some damn technicality. F they technicalities. Yeah, we're we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Stick around. Majority black precincts in Mississippi ran out of ballots. Mississippi Governor Tate uh, Reeves was reelected re on Tuesday, a Republican win that comes out a close race and reports of ballot running out at least in nine precincts that were in majority black counties. Go figure. Newsweek reported widespread accounts of polling stations running out of ballots in Hines County, Mississippi, most populous county. Say that again. Hines County is not only Mississippi's most populous county, it is also a black county, heavily black, resulting in some residents waiting several hours to cast their ballots. The lack of ballots prompted Hines County Chancery Judge Dwayne Thompson to order polls to re remain open for an extra hour after the state Democratic Party filed a lawsuit. Data from the U.S. Census Bureau showed that Hines County is 73.5% black and traditionally vote Democratic. You think it's a, you think it's a, by happenstance that they ran out of ballots, I promise you it ain't. A number of the precincts in Hyde County ran out of ballots during election day and are continuing to run out of ballots and other may run out going forward. This is what Thomas wrote. It takes time to deliver more ballots to the precincts because of the disruption this has caused. The court granted the motion of the plaintiff to extend the closing hours in Hines County from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. This is what Ross Adams said. Uh, who works for the local network at WAPT News recorded ballots running out uh, at five locations in Clinton and one in the neighboring city of Bolton, according to Newsweek. Brendan Hall from WLBT News had footage of a massive line of voters queue, uh, voters queuing in the dark outside Wildwood Baptist Church, one of the locations Adam visited. Let me, let me say something. If people had to stay in line additional hours, the polls should have stayed open until those people voted. This idea that people stay, they stayed open one hour is not enough. This this only happens by preparation. This is not an accident. This is not an accident. Hear what they said. The governor was reelected in a narrow victory in Mississippi when people were trying to participate in this election. Ran out of ballots. How do you run out of ballots? You should have enough ballots in your precinct for everybody there. 
Everybody registered to vote in that precinct. You should have a ballot for them, regardless if turnout is never 100 percent. You should be prepared for that. This is absolutely rookie and also uh, straight up racism. And people say, how you know it's racist? It's 73.5 percent. It didn't, it didn't run out in one of the white counties. It didn't run out in Nachabee. It didn't run out where white people live in Mississippi. We cannot pretend that this isn't voter suppression at its best. We cannot pretend that the Republicans didn't understand how important this governor's race was and also how close it was going to be because people in Mississippi were fired up about some of the craziness that's been going on under this government's administration, this governor's administration. The situation with him and football NFL legend Brett Favre stealing $7 million to build a from the welfare program to build a soccer or a volleyball uh, volleyball court for his daughter at Mississippi State. All of that was on the ballot, and they made sure that they weren't going to lose. And the way they did that was by not sending enough ballots. Nina. Yeah, Mayor, well, you hit the nail on the head. Should have enough ballots for every registered voter in the state, whether they show up or not. Should have a contingency plan. For the folks who always want to talk about this almost non-existent voter fraud and how it is against the law. And yes, voter fraud is against the law, but so is voter suppression. But we don't hear the same type of energy around protecting people from voter suppression than we hear for this almost non-existent voter fraud. I think Brennan Institute, they did a a poll, a survey many years ago now, but it, it basically revealed that you got a greater chance of being struck by lightning than you do for people to be engaged in voter fraud. Where is the energy behind the voter suppression? And Mayor, you're right. It's not by accident. I know people, oh, why you guys always jump into this race? Because this is, this is pure and adultery racism, targeting black precincts, black districts, trying to get people so discouraged that they get out of line. We know what's happening here. This is the same state where water, the water situation in Jackson, Mississippi, where it's overwhelmingly black where the black mayor has to fight back and forth with these folks about clean water. This is that same state, the same state. They want to carve out special districts and put the state in control and take away local, the same state where they absolutely want to have 100% control of black people. So if you can't beat them straight up, you cheat them straight up. And that is what has happened in this case. I hope there is a federal investigation into why this happened and how it can be prevented from happening again. I can tell you one way it can be prevented. Uh, according to Brandon Hall on Twitter, he said the line at Wildwood Baptist Church in Clinton currently and shows a picture of it says uh, some voters who had just cast their ballot had waited for two and a half hours. I'm told this polling location has run out of ballots at least five times and have been restocked with less than 100 ballots every couple hours. That is intentional. That is intentional. Five times you ran out of ballots and you only brought a uh, hundred or less. This is ridiculous. And and everybody, I don't know why the federal government is not involved. Mississippi is one of those states that triggered what well, would have triggered if they wouldn't have took the teeth out of the Voting Rights Act. But we know, we know, and we see right now what the playbook is going to be in 2024 and going forward and how we can't just beat you by showing up in more numbers. They've already said that ain't enough. We we can't beat you even though you draw these crazy gerrymandered districts. We can't defeat your candidates that manner. No, you're just going to prevent us by not bringing balance to the poll.
So ain't no, we're not even talking about bringing souls to the poll at this point. We don't have a ballot to write the souls' names on. This is absolutely ridiculous. And someone said uh, in the Grio, this is according to the Grio, I believe that the Secretary of State's office and county election uh, elections office were simply not prepared for the overwhelming, amazing turnout we are seeing in Hines County. Now, being not prepared is one thing, right, Nina? Being not prepared is one thing. But five times you got to refill it and you only bring less than 100 ballots? This ain't got nothing to do with preparation. They were prepared to make sure it was going to be hard for people to vote, and they succeeded at that. That is it. They have one job. The Secretary of State's office and every other election official, they have one job on election day, and that is to ensure a smooth voting process and that people who come to vote can vote. One job. So these excuses about being unprepared, the dog, as they say in the South, this dog don't hunt, Mayor. Totally unacceptable. One job. And they failed at that one job. Feds, you need to get on in there. Absolutely. You're right. That dog don't hunt. Out of all the moments from Wednesday's night's Republican presidential debate that got people talking, candidate Tim Scott revealing his mystery girlfriend was one of them. Some GOP operatives were reportedly curious and needed answers to determine whether they would throw their weight behind him in the upcoming presidential election. Because of that, his bachelor status made headlines and drew an inordinate amount of attention. To put a pin in the rumor, in all the rumors, Scott introduced his girlfriend, Mindy Nose, to the press following the end of the debate. The 47-year-old South Carolina-based interior designer is a mother of three and has been reportedly dating the 50-year-old for about a year or so. This is what Scott told the reporters. Listen to me. This can't, this could be, this can't, I can't make this up. Tim Scott. And all of his problems uh, as a black man showing up in the manner that he does, uh, as a Southern senator from spaces where people fought and fight so hard for their rights, not just voting rights, the right to exist. He brings out uh, his uh, his his version of Kanye West, Kim Kardashian from the South, who fixes houses. It's par for the course. Unfortunately, the course is crashing. It's not golf. Nina. <laughs> I can't top what you just said. Let me just say this to the senator. If people are concerned about your 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 stat your dating status, you know that ain't none of their business. You tell them go straight to hell, cause girlfriend and no girlfriend, they, they ain't gonna support you no way. So I'm, I'm I am going to give you that newsflash right now that it don't matter who you trot out, what you have to say. And as a matter of fact, you let these people push your back up against the wall like that. So if you do that about your dating status or your marital status or non-existent status, then what you going to do on other matters? Because I'm mm. going to tell you something, Mary, the reason why I'm bringing this up is that ain't no way they, they wouldn't have been able to force me to produce somebody and prove to them what my status is in order for them to support me. Either you're going to support me on the policies I'm pushing and how I'm shilling for the GOP, or you're not. I ain't got to produce no date for y'all. See, that's 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 one of them. I wish, I wish, I wish a mofo would moments. Listen, uh, you know, I mean, man, did that make sense, man? I mean, why did he even allow them to bring him to this point? And if he's doing it on issues like this, he ain't ready to be president of the United States of America. They wouldn't be bossing me around. Who I date or do not date ain't none of your damn business. At all. Listen, I just hear my grandma in my head like, boy, if you don't go sit down somewhere, that's all I keep hearing. This is a straight up skit out of Key and Peele. I mean, you know, the black Republican skit they had. This is this is definitely it. I mean, how can we oh, not God. say 
what what is going on? But this ain't this ain't where he's this ain't the dumbest of Scott we saw recently, right? In other Scott-related news, in October last month, Scott deviated from his usual stops in the early states of uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, and South Carolina to visit a black church on the south side of Chicago. There's a radical movement on the far left, and the more progressive or the more progress that America makes on the race, the more some leaders want to deny it. Scott told the Congress of New Beginnings Church, our country has made, however, tremendous strides where since the, since then on the issue of race, but lawlessness and fatherlessness and joblessness have gotten worse in the last 60 years and not better. Let me say a secret. I am so damn tired of this trope about black men not being a part of their children's lives. And for him to go to Southside Chicago, you're not playing to anybody. You're not caring about black people. You are playing to the same people that demanded you produce a blonde white woman as your girlfriend. Because we don't want to hear that. We don't want to hear that. We know the real stats. These stats ain't even new. They've been around since 2015. They show that black men kiss their kids earlier than anybody else, hold their kids more, and spend more time with any, than any other dad in America, not excluding any other race. So this idea from a black man who just produced his lily white woman for the white donors to like him is absolutely disgusting to me. And for you to go over there and talk about fatherlessness, joblessness, and lawlessness, the lawlessness is in the government. The idea that we allow policing to happen in the manner that it does in this country is absolutely disgusting. If you want to talk about lawlessness, please remind the black community why we lock up black men at a rate higher than white men. Why we over-sentence, over-police black men. Why we stop and frisk black men. If you want to talk about joblessness, talk about the racism that exists in the fact that a white man with a felony conviction is more likely to be hired than a black man with a college degree. If you want to talk about joblessness, talk about the microaggression that black men deal with in the workplace. Man, miss me with all that is Tim Scott right now, Nina. Hey, when a sermon has been preached, you know, in the congregation, you just say amen. Amen. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, it's absolutely ridiculous that we got to deal with this. Are you ready for Roseanne Barr in her best, best, what in there, Red State Hill? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. Okay, and, I, and now you understand why I needed a breath. This is uh, Per Huffington Post disgraced actor Roseanne Barr made an appearance at a Wednesday Donald Trump rally in Haleo, Florida, where she led a bizarre chant about killing the deep state bull. <laughs> Listen, every time she opened her mouth, it's bizarre. Wearing a cowboy hat, the former Roseanne star showed attendees a jacket uh, her friend made 
<laughs> listen, Trump. Listen, can I? Can I just? Can I just? I gotta stop and ask a question. I got. I need. I need. Maybe y'all can help me. Nina, maybe you can help me. Do I know a different Donald Trump than this? This superhero, well worked out body Donald Trump that Republicans see. Why do they keep posting pictures of Donald Trump looking like Superman, or in this case, a matador? A matador? Who? A matador in chief? A mag magador in chief? I am so. I am so bewildered with the entire Republican Party right now and this love for Donald Trump and making him something that he's not. He is a French fry McLovin. And I'll just stop there before I get us in trouble. But let's be clear here. This is absolutely ridiculous. This idea that these God fearing, the, the party of God fearing Republicans would actually show up in this manner. Right. This idea that they they and they alone have the wherewithal to say what is morality in this country. And this is what they go crazy about. Not policy, not addressing the issues that the real issue that people are suffering from, Democrats and Republican, black, white, and brown in this country. They don't they don't talk about that at Trump rally. They talk about goddamn matadors. <laughs> what? What? I, I don't know what we're gonna do with this, but this is entertainment right here, obviously. Roseanne Barr is a reflection of the man that is running over there. That is probably going to be more likely than not, unless something extraordinary happens, the GOP nominee for 2024. And as far as the physique, I mean, are they just reaching? They, they, they talking about what they hope could be someday. That is how they see this man. This is their vision for a buff Trump. That's how they see him. Listen, these people love this man. Uh, and they 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 made it known and they continue to make it known and that's from Roseanne all the way up to the common everyday person you know TYT David Schuster and others have been doing a really good job of going to these rallies and interviewing folks and there was one lady uh mayor the David Schuster interview and he asked her you know what 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 will happen well, how you feeling if if Trump doesn't win she said she want to die she don't even want to live anymore i mean that's just how serious some of these trumpsters are about Donald J Trump so yeah they're going to make them a superhero put a cape on them give them a six pack and all of those things i think the word delusion comes to mind about that six pack that ain't happening yeah. I, I it not not only is it not happening, it's, it's to me it's like it's a deeper issue. This is this is I mean Stockholm syndrome. Donald Trump does not look like that. Never has. I mean, this is a person who is not disciplined enough to ever have a six pack or two pack or any pack unless it's a pack of hamburgers. Let's be serious. But we ain't done there. Uh, you talk about interviewing Trumpers and let's do a double dose of what in the hell? Why not? You can take a gun, shoot somebody in the face. It's not hard. Sometimes it might even be fun if they're a godless commie. Now, what they're trying to do is sneak the COVID vaccine in your salads. I never had, I hate math. Somebody say amen. The Democrats were the ones that were for slavery. The Democrats were the ones that came up the Jim Crow stuff. Even if all of that were true about slavery, which party flies the Confederate flag today? A lot of a lot of the Democrats. You really think yes. Democrats fly the Confederate there's, flag? There's Democrats that yes. Overwhelmingly, you'll see a Confederate flag right next to a Trump flag. That's just how it works no, nowadays. No, I, I haven't seen that overwhelmingly. You really? Was it Democrats or Republicans trying to take down Confederate statues? Confederate statues? Which party was trying to take down Confederate statues? What's so? Yeah. What's the statue got to do with? You're saying the Democrats are pro-Confederate, but weren't Democrats trying to remove Confederate statues? 
Why are they doing that? Because they're anti-Confederate. No, they're not. Why are they trying to remove the statues then? Because they're trying to change the history of our country. Take your camera and go interview all these black people that are here, okay? Yeah. And you ask the them. The three black they, people that are here? If you ask them. <laughs> Adam Markler needs an Emmy, dog. This, listen, let me tell you something right now. This was so beautiful. He said, Confederate statues? Like, he, yeah, you know, it goes with the flag, the Confederate flag. It's the same statue, same flag. I took down one. I'm, I'm a Democrat, not the Democrat and to brag about being a Democrat right now because it, it ain't something to hold. But I took one down and I'm telling you right now, I see them connected to Trump flags. They are with Trump flags. They had his rallies. He know exactly what he's doing. It, the woman in the in the video told the truth. She said those trying to take down the Confederate statues are domestic terrorists. And that's what they see. And that's what they know. I'm so tired of Republicans trying to muddy the water about what the parties used to be. There was a time, absolutely, where those Democrats were those who were the party of slavery. We know there was also a shift when Fannie Lou Hamer made them sick black people at the National Party when she was sick and tired of being sick and tired, that there was a shift and the racists left the Democratic Party and, and flew to the Republicans. Who were some of those racists? Ronald Reagan left the Democratic Party at that time. Who else left? Strom Thurmond and a lot of other Republicans, now present day Republicans. And to, to argue that black people are protected by Republicans or Republicans are looking out for our interests makes no sense when you see Sarah Huckabee, a governor, banning words, talking about anti-woke behavior. When you see, when you see the governor, I don't even want to say his name, the small man in Florida, the sanctimonious, <laughs> when you see him banning books, when you see Donald Trump saying our 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 lineage descended from S-hole countries, it, it's no need to pretend who and which party we're talking about here. He know he represents a racist party and trying to play dumb looks real dumb on camera. So he did a great job at it. Yeah, Mayor. I mean, it's one thing to state that history and the history is true. I mean, Democrats certainly they were they were they were that party. And some people may argue some some remnants of that is still peeking out. I mean, inquiring minds one we will continue to, to debate that. But the answer, I mean, it's one thing to t go back in history and say it was the Democratic Party that did this. They were they were the Dixiecrats, they were the party for slavery. All of that stuff is true, irrefutable. But GOP, what you doing about it? You 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 not doing anything to to change the dynamic or the systems in this country so that they uh, bend more towards justice. You're not doing any of that. So, Mayor, I just they kill me when they state that history, but then they're not doing anything that is the antithesis of that history. As a matter of fact, they done took the ball from the from the Democrats and running it straight up the middle uh, in most cases. But none of these parties are, you know. None of them have clean hands, but it's one thing to state what the Democratic Party was. But I want to know, GOP, what, what are you right mm. now? Mm. Mm. Don't try to confuse me with the words when we're dealing with the is. <laughs> Come so, on now. Sister, tell them where they can find you at, sister. Go to Nina Turner on Twitter. Nina Turner on IG on the gram. Instagram is Nina Turner, Ohio. Follow me, baby. And we are somebody. Make sure you sign up. Go to wearesomebody.org. We are fighting for working class people. This organization is a month old just this past Wednesday. Uh, we got some great stuff coming at you in 2024. Let all working class people unite based on what we have in common, baby. I love it. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you uh, for letting us fill in for Dr. Richie and Indisputable. Y'all stick and stay. Peace.